0: episode 21 of Kabipur Session and Nithiphaq series and today we have our guest speaker as K.S. Ramanan, he's my coach, he's a life coach, a career coach and an author and uh, he's been with corporate sector for almost 30 years and he's also been in the uh, social sector for four years. He's a learning and development facilitator and consultant as well. So and also he's written I think written coach 366 code of his own and he also got it published as well and he's uh, also uh, writing a book, which is going to be out as well. I think life in uh, short, small bits and all.
1: Live in small bites. Yeah. Small
0: bites. Yeah. And also, and I think uh, your uh, website is very interesting, which talks about sites and insights. Site is about your travel stories and insight is about, again, your uh, in, in, in stories related to life lessons, right?
1: Yeah. Live lessons. And, Correct. Correct.
0: Yeah. So yeah, I'm glad you're on the show because uh, you're also part of the life skill uh, with Dream and Dream. Project as well, right? After your corporate sector, yeah. so probably you can also yeah. give us more insight about life scale as well. So over sure, to you, sure. sir, to give an introduction about you
1: as well to our viewers. Right. So, um, so I'm Ramanin. Um, I'm based out of Bangalore. Um, so I was born and raised in Delhi, and I moved to Bangalore about uh, about 17, 18 years back. Uh, so I've been basically a, a after about 30 years of corporate life, I'm uh, on my own now. The last uh, eight years. I'm basically a facilitator, a coach, and a uh, and a consultant. And I'm also a writer. So, uh, so my day is spent in terms of, you know, I do coaching, consulting, training, uh, and I do a lot of writing. Uh, my writing is, uh, as Smitha mentioned, it's about travel. I do a lot of travel uh, stories, uh, uh, life lessons. Uh, and I write about, you know, snippets, small things in life, uh, which I tend to observe and I write about. And of course I write about food, you know, which is one of yeah. my passions. So, <laughs> so that's what I do. Uh, so I spend my time, uh, you know, during the day, it's either coaching, consulting, training, uh, and of course you've got online training also. Mm-hmm. And then I do a lot of writing. I also like to travel and, you know, uh, take pictures and all that. So that's, that's, that's what I do right now. Yeah. So sir, we wanted
0: to know your journey as a coach basically. So how has it been for you?
1: Yeah. So, um, so about, uh, about maybe about 20 years ago, I created a vision statement, mission statement for myself, uh, which was, uh, you know, it's a long statement, but then the essence was contributing to people's lives. So that's how I created a mission statement after about almost like one year of work on myself. Uh, so contributing to people's lives became my, uh, the mantra for my life in that sense. Mm. Um, so at that time I was doing, I was in finance and then I moved into uh, training because, uh, I really wanted to contribute to people's lives, mm-hmm. so I become a trainer, a consultant. You know, uh, at that time, a facilitator.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, so one of the things that happens is when you get into training. Uh, you know, when I get into a classroom uh, and uh, if there's a bunch of 20 people, mm-hmm. uh, I never looked at it like a training program. I always looked at it as if I'm contributing to 20 people's lives. at That point. Mm-hmm. So this mantra of contributing to people's lives carried on, mm-hmm. uh, and I, I. You know people used to tell me that I'm a fairly uh, good listener, and people would confide in me, they would ask me for advice. That's how you know the genesis of coaching began in my own life. Uh, I would you know, kind of speak to my colleagues, I'll you know, kind of help them out, listen to them, uh, understand their situation and offer my advice or, or suggestions or recommendations. Mm. So, so that was really the the seeds of coaching that began at that point. And then i slowly got into when i gone to training of course training uh allows you to interact with people and you know people come come and meet you after the class uh and they want to know more about it or they are struggling with something in there you know and and one thing that happens is people when they start confiding in you uh, there's no uh distinction between work and life mm-hmm. so sometimes they kind of talk to you about your their personal stuff that they're going through um and being the person i was i i used to listen to them and you know offer them Uh, advice or or some, some breakthrough or some, some way out or something of that kind. Mm. And slowly I I moved into uh, formal coaching because my work, you know, uh, expected me to uh, manage teams and the teams would come and, you know, talk to me and more work-related coaching. Uh, And I've always looked at uh, the potential that people brought to the table, you know, so I would not look at who they are today. I was looking at who they could become tomorrow, you know. Mm-hmm. So that whole orientation of uh, taking people from where they were to where they could become. Uh, so that kind of, you know, it's kind of a, a, a wiring, you know, <laughs> something in the head. So every yeah. time you talk to people, you you kind of take people, uh, and you. That's how the you know the coaching journey began, and see, I, uh, I used to you... coach a lot. Yeah, that's right.
0: I remember when yeah. I came back from my sabbatical and I had an interaction with you. Things which I could not see for my own life that whether I could write, whether I could create a brand for myself. So the things which you could see potentially, basically, you could see the potential in me and I was completely lost and I was at crossroads whether the kind of break I've taken from a corporate was right or wrong, right? If you remember those discussions we were having initially. Right. 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 So,
1: yeah. yeah, so that, that's what coaching does in some form because you are detached from the, you know, from the current issue, you're uh, offering a mixed perspective and you're not judgmental you are with the person to understand where the person is and you know, take the person almost like handhold the person to the next level. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's how coaching began. Of course, now for the last uh, eight years, ever since I'm on my own, uh, I'm a professional coach. So uh, I also do life coaching, career coaching, leadership coaching. Uh, mm-hmm. So people come up with their own uh, issues relating to sometimes it's issues. Sometimes it's just, you know, they just want to uh, like, I normally say, you know, coaching begins when uh, people want to change. In their status quo, you know
2: mm.
1: uh, something uh, they they want to change they seek a change and that's how they approach uh, uh me for coaching you know so so that's how it happens so that's been the journey and uh, I, I'm really I, I I love this work you know because uh, there's always this sense of uh, a great deal of fulfillment when you work with people and you know and they come back and sometimes tell you that you know what uh, that day when you spoke to me made an impact for me and that's that's for us you know a huge uh, reward you know so that's, that's what I enjoy in this work and the work continues. <laughs> yeah.
0: How, it, how has been the transition for you from a corporate sector to a co- becoming a coach?
1: Yeah. So, uh, corporate sector, I was in the learning and development, uh, function. So I knew, uh, how things work you know, on the coaching side because I was in the same industry.
2: Mm-hmm. So I
1: was on the other side of the table and now I became a, a consultant. Um, so, so basically from a corporate life, you know, a, a paycheck-driven life uh, mm. to being on your own mm. is a transition, mm. and uh, fortunately, I prepared for it. About a, you know, almost like a year before I I took the plunge. Mm. Um, so basically, what happens is that you know you you have to understand that you know you have to let go of that predictability. You know, the month end. Uh, you know, <laughs> true, the the yeah the any NFT that hits your bank account. You know that vanishes. Mm. That's one. Uh, the second thing is that you know. Uh, you not only are you talking about the unpredictability of income, you're also talking about unpredictability in terms of the cycles, mm-hmm. you know, uh, even if you, whatever you get, it's not uniform. It doesn't come, uh, 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 you know, every month, the same amount is not coming. Right. So, so you also un- have to understand and plan in advance. Mm-hmm. And you also have to realize that you have to create a pipeline of clients. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a very different volume. You're always 24 by seven. You're thinking about your own work and, uh, you have to build your brand and, This work that we do, you know, there's no advertising, so to speak. It's all by word of mouth and how people, uh, you know, kind of get, get, come across your brand and how they bump into you, so to speak, in the social media or something of that kind. So working to create your own brand and, you know, writing about stuff that you've been doing, um, being in constant interaction with people, uh, writing about your own case studies, of course, with uh, names, you know, being masked, I'm saying of people. So you also help people understand uh, what coaching is because a lot of people don't understand what coaching is. Many a time. they may need it, but they don't know that it is known as coaching, and mm-hmm. they may also not know that there are people who offer this as a service. Yeah. So how do you create your word out? So these are all part of the transition. You know how do you yeah. from a from a, the safety of a of a corporate career, uh, mm-hmm. you move into your in uncharted waters, and then <laughs> you know you kind of create your own path. You're on your yeah. own boat, and you're you know, kind of uh, paddling along. Uh, so of course, what, what helps is... Time, right? time is one
0: thing which, you, yeah. which is... With, the, the time is what is something with you. You can plan your day rather than when you were in corporate sector that
1: time was not with you. Because it happens yeah, yeah, in yeah work hours, yeah Absolutely, absolutely. One, one very significant, you know refreshing change is that there are no goals that come from the top. You know? <laughs> So 30 years of having worked in in the corporate sector, you're used to, uh, you know, looking upward for goals Mm -hmm. and then you have to just execute them for your, you create your own strategies. But basically speaking, it's all driven from the top, so to speak. But when you are on your own, it's your own goals, your own, you know, there are no weekends and weekdays. Mm -hmm. Uh, Honestly, I'm more busy on weekdays now because a lot of corporate folks uh, want coaching on the weekends, you know, Mm -hmm. so I'm I'm more busy on weekends than on weekdays sometimes. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it kind of... uh, the whole uh, it kind of changes, um, mm-hmm. and now it's all virtual because you know I have clients all over the world, you know, which was un you know at one point unheard of, and mm-hmm. now you're all connected uh, through something like this, you know, like Instagram. I'm saying you know you're connected on Facetime or you know different uh, platforms or Zoom or something of that kind,
2: mm-hmm. and
1: you have access to the entire world.
2: Yeah,
1: uh, the the stuff you write on your website is visible to people all over the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, inquiries come from all over the world you know so you're working across different time zones it's fun it's, re- it's real fun you know, if you, if you, and if you love your work mm. it's bliss yeah,
0: that, <laughs> yeah that's true. and which we can see that you actually love your work because that's how the so many people are connected to you as well so because whenever i see a when i whenever i tag a post i can see so many people reading it basically for example for the poster also i could see so many people connecting to my my Insta account to follow and to watch these episodes, so I could uh, could understand there's so many people you've got as a follower. I mean, you've had created that impact for yourself. And now the next question is again related to importance of coaching. So for youngsters who are watching this show, just wanted to know like, what is why coaching is really important and how do you find a coach?
1: Yeah. So coaching, as I mentioned, coaching is when, uh, you know, the, the seed of coaching is sown when you want some change to happen mm-hmm. in your life. You know, it could happen in your personal life. It could happen in your, uh, it it could happen in your career. Uh, Even within a career, you know, you're kind of, uh, you're lost somewhere. Uh, Like, you know, you're you're going through a transition. Uh, So for example, you're, you're, you are a, uh, you're suddenly being given people to manage and you are struggling now. Uh, You're struggling with, uh, you know, delegating or or even stuff like, you know, you're not able to manage and prioritize your time, Uh, you're stressed. Uh, so anything that you you start feeling that you know I need to make a change, this is not okay. You know that's how people come for coaching, and the advantage of coaching is that you know uh, a coach uh, one the coach is distanced in that sense. You know he has a detached perspective. He looks at the problem or the issue that the client brings uh, in a very detached way, at the same time in a very empathetic way, which means that you know he really wants the client to uh, uh, you know kind of get over this problem or. Uh, kind of solve this issue, so to speak. So the client, the coach always works with the uh, the, co- uh, the uh, agent of the uh, of the client. So for people who are, who are thinking of, you know, some things that I'm 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 really juggling with, I'm struggling with. Uh, you know, can I make a change? This is where coaching comes in, yeah. uh, because the coach is also an external person. Uh, you can confide in the person completely because a coach, you know, one of the contracts between a coach and a coach is uh, it's hundred percent confidential. So when we have conversations with a client, uh, nobody gets to know. Uh, so even when I do corporate coaching, uh, many a time uh, when we do corporate coaching, the the coaching setting is not happening in the office. You know, we are meeting in a in, in a coffee shop or something because that is the extent to which we uh, you know preserve the confidentiality. Of course, now online, you know, we are we are doing that. So basically, what I'm saying is, when whenever you think there is a need to change, you know, uh, coaching can play a big role and uh, uh and because we work with the agent of the, uh, the the client uh, we are always with the client and one of the things we normally say is stay with the client so we are always with the client we are figuring out you know where the person is what is the context uh, so in that sense the importance of coaching is really that you get an external perspective you get a non judgmental perspective you have somebody who completely listens to you
2: mm-hmm. and
1: uh, he tries to and one of the things we do as a coach, is we just hold the mirror and say, you know what? Did you look at this? Did you look at that? So coach also is trained to ask questions, the right questions. And each question in some form opens another door. So the client, when the client talks to the coach, comes with an issue, but then he may or may not have considered certain perspectives. The coach with his own experience brings certain perspectives and you know, has a certain conversation uh, with the client. So that's the importance of coaching. So coaching, in a lot of ways, it's very powerful because uh, the coaching can actually take you to your potential. So many time people are not, they don't even recognize what their strengths are.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So many times when I have conversations with people uh, and I've been asked them, what are your strengths? And it's, it's they're completely blank.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So I work with them. I, I do something as a victory list. I send them a list and I ask them to jot down all from their childhood, their accomplishments, you know. Uh, And then they struggle to, you know, I I work with people who are maybe 40 years old or 50 years old, and they come up with some eight uh, accomplishments (laughs) through their life. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: You know, and I, I I kind of push them and I finally get to about, you know, say 50 or hundred, you know, and I tell them, you know what, this is because you have, you are extremely self-critical. Your, your benchmark for your, uh, you know, your accomplishment is too high. Mm -hmm. That's not how life works. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: So, so in that sense, coaching, uh, Challenges you, hmm. it it you know it it moves you. It it hmm. kind of makes you a little uncomfortable also, which is a good thing because hmm. uh, discomfort also creates learning, hmm. and it also helps you understand you know different perspectives with the that the coach is holding the mirror, all in an uh, in a in a in, a, in of complete confidentiality.
2: Hmm.
1: So a lot of times the client can actually open up a lot of stuff, and many times we we may begin with a career discussion, but Mm -hmm. then it enters uh, life, uh, uh, you know, the areas of life, because I always believe that, you know, what you're here, you're everywhere. You can't be uh, at work a certain person and at home a different person. If somebody's struggling with, you know, say, trust issues, it will show up in, 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 in all these settings.
0: So,
1: yeah. Yeah. Next
0: question is, is little how do you find a coach? Because it's very so, there are so many people uh, coaches available. How do you identify which coach is perfect for me? Huh.
2: Or, yeah, yeah, yeah that, that's yeah, that, but the that's. Also,
0: for example, if you look for online courses, any courses they're available everywhere on internet. Which one to choose? Same way, right now there are so many coaches, and what suits my needs, I will not know. That's a question people yeah. ask. So how do how do they go about it?
1: Yeah, yeah. So that's a good question, and I will I will probably answer this in two parts. Uh, one is of course that, you know, people, uh, so in my case, people come into uh, LinkedIn and, uh, you know, maybe type out like, I'm a, I'm a career coach, a life coach and a leadership coach. So they might type out a career coach and my name might, they might uh, show up there. right mm-hmm. uh, but what I've realized is, uh, when people reach out, ultimately reach out to me, uh, they tell me that, you know, we've been following your articles mm-hmm. for the last six months or eight months or something mm-hmm. of that kind. Uh, so they, they are wanting to, in some form, they are kind of finding out, is this the right person for me?
2: Yeah.
1: You know, so somewhere uh, they are going through my writing uh, because I write a lot about life lessons and they are seeing connect. They are seeing that, you know, and I also write about coaching itself. You know, I write about um, how coaching has benefited people, case studies on, on coaching and all of those kinds of things. So people get a sense of uh, this person and then, you know, they, they kind of reach out to me. Uh, in most cases, I've seen the first call is really a kind of a chemistry-setting call. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they also, I'm, 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 I'm very happy to have that call because I also realize that nobody can jump into uh, the relationship like that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So the first call is really, you know, they want to know more about me, um, and I kind of give them a sense of what I do for them, what I've done in similar cases. For example, I might, you know, kind of open up some conversation with with mm-hmm. them. Um, so I would say the chemistry, uh, you know, the building of chemistry is very important. So one is of course, uh, so in in a in a corporate coaching setting, uh, the HR team does that. You know, all the they do all the filtering and go through a they shortlist coaches. They have a conversation with uh, people like me, uh, and they may be having conversations with other coaches as well. And then they finally shortlist and then they present present us to the client, and then we have to make a presentation to see are we fit. So that shortlisting happens in a corporate setting. Uh, by the HR team, you know, so that happens. But uh, in an individual setting, uh, a lot of people are actually kind of finding out who I am through mm. the various uh, ways in which I interact with the world. Mm. So they look at my website, they look at my LinkedIn uh, profile. Um, they may go and you know search out stuff and things that I've commented on. Um, so this is my experience. You know, people when they come and finally get in touch with me, they they kind of almost followed me for some time. Yes. Uh, some people have also said me that it, uh, told me that you know they've been uh, uh, watching me almost mm-hmm. you know um, for the last six months or three months or four months something like that they've been and when I, when I talk to them they they, uh, they tell me that yeah yeah they recognize this writing in, in a particular article um, so that, that's that's uh, that's how it is you can find a coach but to be able to uh, have a coach who works for you
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know is a is, is tricky part. Part.
0: Yeah. So I remember when I, when I had requested for the 366 codes which came in. So I used to have it on my desk and I used to read every day. Probably I yeah. was using about it for a very long time. Then it took this sabbatical. And then when I saw uh, your newsletter used to come and we used to see that insight and sight. So which is about travel and life lessons, So which is again resonated with me. So one of the yeah. reasons yeah. that I connected with you in that way. And probably, and I always tell people also that I have a coach and I talk to a coach because reason is, it's very important. My father used to tell me that you should have a coach. So, and because they will help you to navigate a life where, where you're stuck. And or otherwise, it, it is somebody to listen to basically. So, but there are I've also seen, so I've been very vocal that I have a coach and I there, there is somebody, but a lot of people are not vocal also about it. So, what is your advice on that? Should people talk about it more so that people are encouraged to have a coach and they can, they don't have to deal with something alone. Basically, somebody who's already experienced, they can actually tell you, I mean, give you a perspective, which can help you in uh, getting the solution faster.
1: Yeah. So, so coaching also as a, as a, as a, as a discipline uh, has its own, you know, uh, uniquenesses, I I would say. Mm -hmm. Uh, So a lot of people uh, think that to have a coach, Mm -hmm. uh, they must have a problem,
2: Mm -hmm. you know,
1: uh, so they must have a problem, and when I say problem, it means that you know I'm not able to fix it myself.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So a lot of times, you know, the, it also uh, it also showcases their own vulnerability.
2: Mm-hmm. Right?
1: So a lot of people will not acknowledge that they, they are having a coach.
2: Mm-hmm. It's sometimes,
1: it sometimes in some form it's like going to a psychiatrist, for example, or a mental health professional. Right? Mm-hmm. You don't acknowledge that you are going to a mental health professional. You know. Mm-hmm. So for for that reason also, uh, many of my corporate clients, sometimes they, they want us, they want to meet outside. And they are very open about that also. They okay. say that, you know, if you, if you if you come into the office and they get to know that I, I'm being coached, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, so that, uh, that little hang up, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, doesn't allow people to come out and, you know, kind of uh, openly endorse coaching, mm-hmm. one. Um, so you'll also see that uh, for example uh, if you have, if they've gone through a coaching program and they've got some great uh, benefits by their own admission
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, they may not even recommend you on because they don't want to say that they've been coached in some form
2: mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm.
1: so but then you also have people who are very open about it uh, they talk about it i have realized that you know people who who come out uh, who come directly to me and not through an organization mm-hmm. you know they are much more open and they're quite, uh, they kind of spread the word, so hmm. to speak, hmm. uh, but people who have come from a corporate environment. They they are much more guarded and much more cautious and for understandable reasons. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah.
1: Um, so we can understand that. You know? I mean, you're a corporate professional also, you know, uh, so, 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 I,
0: so I keep telling my, because I'm also part of a reverse mentoring program in my office as well. So, so I keep talking about, because it's like when you, when you have somebody to listen to, somebody can give a different perspective, whatever you're going through, it may not be a problem, yeah. may not be, Something which you, for example, if I was writing and I was writing about something, some I might discuss with you something and I might come up with an idea basically. So yeah. it all depends upon what it is. So and it's good to have somebody to talk to, basically, yeah. apart from your, your normal routine life as well. For example, somebody from your family, friends, or anybody, it's better to have somebody who's seen life, who's experienced it, and who can give you who can who can give you unbiased and non-judgmental opinion as well, rather than the other people who know your life and will always look at uh, from a different angle. So that's what I think and probably I tell other uh, the youngsters specifically is that it's having a coach is not a bad idea for example if you're going for a fitness exercises also you have a teacher there for yoga also you have somebody there so they are, they're there to guide you to become a better better person at whatever you're doing basically so that's why these coaches are important and they teach you some of the life lessons and leadership lessons as well which you can take to your work or life wherever you want to so it's better to have somebody who's experienced in that area for example I have friends who are very good readers or authors or coaches or trainers, so it's a different different group of people I interact with. So the, uh, so yeah, what happens? Yeah. Is it's not that one person. If for example, if I'm not coming to you to talk, discuss about sports, but I will come to you to discuss about something else. So different yeah. different people will give you a different different perspective. So that's what I keep telling you: don't look for all solution from one person. You can get it from different yeah, people. Yeah. Some might be yeah. coffee buddies, basically. Some might be your. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's how it is. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. So, so when we were in learning development, when I was you know managing the function, I would always say that, you know, have a, have a battery of mentors, you know, yeah. in your life, hmm. uh, somebody with whom you can, you can be yourself. You should be able to have a conversation without having to worry about, you know, where will this conversation take me? What will people understand about me? Uh, what is the perception that I'm, I'm forming by uh, asking you? So I always say you must have a, yeah, I, I used to call it, call it a galaxy of mentors. You know, it's, it's like you are, the center and you're surrounded by a galaxy of mentors mm. and for various like you said for sports I, I go to person you know for, for life related uh, stuff I'm going to somebody else for issues relating to work or, or career I'm going to somebody else so uh, so I would always say that you know uh, uh, seek help see asking for help in my opinion is one of the biggest um, uh, biggest breakthroughs uh, that I can ever, ever imagine asking for help um, so so it all, it all boils down to that, you know, asking for help. And we know that, you know, uh, asking for help is not easy. Uh, we must also so understand it's that. It's not easy. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. so, so then, we, you, when then we have conversations when I was, I was when, 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 when,
0: doing an NLP, because NLP is something which helps you, yeah. you want to get into coaching. And she would tell me just do research. And I got another NLP coach. So another coach is this. So she gives me a different perspective at, completely. So when yeah, she's yeah. not able to de- define a career for me or my life for me, she's just doing an NLP, she's doing that course with me and she's take, take, taking me through different journey as such and which helped me uh, find out uh, how I am, why I am the way I am basically. Those answers were very clear for me. So that she's also yeah. another coach. I keep telling, talking about her also everywhere and because it's, it's important. If somebody wants to a, uh, do NLP, they can refer to her or to anybody else, but there are coaches available like that. So that's the only way I can also uh, recommend people and uh, also yeah. it maybe you it can they can it can become an acquaintance or a friend or a coach, whatever way they want to. So yeah. Yeah, so
2: yeah.
0: yeah. Next question is what is your life, Mantra, and how do you live your life to the fullest? Because I see you always smiling and <laughs> uh, and full of energy at this age as well. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So um so I have a habit of uh, and I've written about it, I have a habit of looking for the extraordinary in the ordinary.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, for me, this is life for me. This is how I, I use life. So, uh, so I have a way of, you know, uh, I will savor the max. I will savor the nectar of life. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I say that I, I flirt with life, you know, mm-hmm. I flirt with life. Mm-hmm. So which means that I'm, I'm always uh, on the lookout for stuff. So I might even, you know, I might be, uh, you and I could be having coffee somewhere and I could write a whole article around it. You know, just yeah, yeah. the fact that we met after such a long time, and you know, we we had coffee together, and how the coffee tasted. Now, a lot of times when I write about it, people are saying that you know what, we also have coffee, we also meet people, but we never thought about this in this way. And that's I I believe this is where something you know magical is hidden, mm-hmm. because in every and I believe that if you look for the extraordinary in the ordinary, you know, there's so much that you can extract from life. Yeah. There's so much magical happening around us, you know, in that sense. Right. Mm-hmm. So, and you need to have that perspective. So mm-hmm. my life mantra is wherever I go, I'll keep on looking for the extraordinary ordinary So I'll be talking to people and some conversation happens. And I say, I'm, I'm talking, you know, I'm going in an order trip example, and I'm having a conversation with the driver and something tells me about him. And, uh, I, I, I find that be a great. You know, I was, I was going through with the Uber driver and, uh, he had come from, uh, UP and he was, he was new to this uh, city, you know, and he was using the GPS. He had no idea, right? So fortunately, the GPS helped uh, him go from one direction to another direction. Mm -hmm. And I realized that he was so new and because I speak Hindi well. So I had struck a conversation with him and I realized that, you know, his main objective in life was that he's got three daughters and he wants all of them to be educated. Mm -hmm. He's come all the way from uh, UP and he works in Bangalore.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, And his sole objective is to have them educated. Mm -hmm. And I was wondering, you know, look at his vision. Hmm. look at his vision, you know. And for me, at that point, he was a role model for me. And I've written about that him also, you know, in one of my uh, posts. So every time you meet people, uh, you're curious, you understand you, you're in awe and you're in wonder man, you look at the sky and you see a pattern today and you see Oh my god, you know, see, the sky looks so different. Now, who has who time nowadays? Everybody's looking downward, you know, you Bye, know most, mostly, on, <laughs> mostly on their cell phone, you know, um so that's my life mantra. i, I keep looking for the extraordinary in the ordinary and i feel if, if we have if i've gotten that you know every day there's so much to be uh, so much to observe and so much to savor um, that that's been that my <laughs> and that uh, you've seen the my writing as well you know
0: yeah, yeah, so i you could have... write about yeah, I could
1: something. write about something that my wife took.
0: Park also, right? Anytime you your friends yeah. come over, I've seen all those uh, articles. It's so beautifully written. And the small moments and we do not realize that there's so much of depth and so much of story. So of connects us. That's what is yeah. very different. Yeah.
1: So, yeah. And I realize that you know the, the if you wait for the big moments
2: yeah.
1: in, life, you know, in life, they're few and far between.
2: Mm. You
1: know, So a big moment is what? It, it, you know, it could be that you buy a big car or or you buy your own, own house or you... you you get a promotion or something. I'm saying that, you know, if you count those instances
2: Mm. in your
1: life, maybe you have 40, 50 instances of that kind. And what happens is as you, as you grow in your stature, you know, what used to be big, no longer appears big to you. Now the normal car that you bought at one point in time, which made you so happy, no longer gives you happiness. Right? So you ought to shift your own goalposts. So Mm. now you have fewer and fewer things to be happy about.
2: Mm.
1: If you wait for the big milestones, and my uh, mantra is every day there is enough to see yeah. enough to celebrate <laughs> yeah and there's enough supply of uh, magical moments in your life uh, if you go if you go around looking for it that's yeah, what i so you sure. have to
0: look for it basically if you do not look for those that those twinkling yeah. lights you will not find it that's for sure yeah
2: yeah, yeah.
0: So, uh, so so, you know about Nimitam, so we started off with Nimitam uh, being a life skill yeah. workshop. So what we thought we'll do workshop with schools and colleges, but because of COVID, it was, uh, we're not able to do it. So what I thought is yeah. bring in people from my own life whom, with whom I interact, what are their thoughts and life skills and their inspirational story. So I can take it to the youngsters. So they can also know that there are different people doing different things. May not everybody Everybody's not an engineer, CEO or a doctor. They're doing whatever they want. I've been artist. somebody who's taken economics, somebody's into psychology architect and also it gives a different perspective so that's why I also wanted people to know like if I have a coach or somebody they should also come on the show so that they also know that they are also believing in this cause and uh, and, and let us know also that is life skill so important and according to them which life skill is important as well so that is a normal that's a question which I ask every uh, guest speaker who comes in the same question to you as well that is life skill an important thing and according to you which one is important
1: yeah, life skills is certainly very important. In my opinion, you know, uh, and my my way of looking at things is that you know our traditional education system teaches us only how to make a living. Yeah, it doesn't teach us how to live life. Mm-hmm. So from that perspective, life skills is, is extremely important. And today, I would believe that you know there's so much happening in the world. So mm-hmm. many com- life has become. You know, the world has become quite complex. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I can certainly say because of my age, I can say, uh, you know, how life used to be and how life has become today. It's very complex. Mm-hmm. So I would, I would say, uh, I would certainly say curiosity, you know, mm-hmm. for me, is, excuse me, but curiosity means what curiosity means you are, you're, you're becoming like a sponge and you continuously learn from new happenings, new way of looking, thing, looking at things. You also examine your own, you are curious about yourself, you know, how you have developed over a period of time. Uh, what are what are new learnings that you need uh, to to go through life? You know, mm-hmm. uh, so curiosity is also about the relationship that you have, about people around you, about world world uh, world happenings. Mm-hmm. You know, so curiosity I would believe is is significant. You know, that's one um, empathy. Empathy is uh, you know we are always saying and uh, as you know the COVID has proven also. Um, so as Coaches, you know, one of the things we have, we are kind of, uh, we learn as how to put ourselves in somebody else's shoes, which is typically empathy, right? So when a client comes to us and has a conversation with us, uh, we are not quick to say that, you know, oh, you should, why did it take such a long time for you to solve this? This, the solution was already there at that point, right? We are not in that business at all. We are working with the client to figure out where that person is at this point thinking about that person from that person's perspective and how is it that I can take that person to where he wants to go or she wants to go. Right? Mm-hmm. So empathy, and we are learning all the time, right? So we become uh, very clued on to the, the client's mental makeup. You know, what are the, what are the stuff that he's carrying, uh, or his perspective or her perspectives.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: empathy, I would believe empathy and of course, compassion, you know,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, so I would say curiosity, empathy, compassion, If you get this, in my opinion, you know, uh, it's, it's, of course, uh, the list of, uh, you know, the WTO, you know, the WTO, you know, that's a a, a long, yeah, that's a long list, that's a long list, but I would, I would certainly say curiosity, empathy and compassion. Um, Very important, very important.
0: So, you write, yeah. you travel. So, we want to know what are your hobbies as well. So, people think uh, that when when somebody is coming who's a coach and all, they may not be having any hobbies. They will be very strict, like a strict principle or something like that. But <laughs> I want—I always tell that my coach has so many hobbies. He travels, he writes, talks about food and all the stuff. So, yeah. So, what are your thoughts?
1: Yeah. On- <laughs> yeah. So, basically, um, you know, so today the work I, I do is also a hobby. So uh, it's a it's a pursuit which is a serious pursuit for me. Right. So I, I when I do training or coaching or consulting, mm-hmm. uh, I don't take it like a uh, like work. You know, for me because I am following the whole uh, my mantra of uh, you know contributing to people's lives. You know, so from that perspective, even that is uh, a pursuit. Uh, something some things so that I, I I really enjoy. That's one. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, I have a whole uh, side of my writing, and for writing, um, uh, you know, I. I write about uh, careers, serious stuff, which means leadership uh, or career-related, uh, you know, on my website. Uh, and then I have this uh, uh, what I call as um, frivolous writing, you know, which is which is about picking on the trivialities of life, and I enjoy that. Uh, so I I could write about I could write about a walk in the park. I could write about sitting on a bench. I could write about a a, a bus a, a municipal uh, bus ride, you know. Mm-hmm. I could write about sitting on a cycle rickshaw, for example. Uh, I could write about, uh, and of course, food writing is a, is a big thing to me, you know? So I keep constantly looking for places to go. <laughs> and, you know, uh, I'm vegetarian, so I have my limitations. So I, I go to stuff, I go to places, uh, and of course my, my family, you know, I'm, I'm uh, surrounded by great chefs at home. Uh, mm-hmm. So they keep, you know, cooking and serving up. So I, I write about that. Um, and then of course, travel. Uh, of course, the, because of the COVID, you know, we are all we are all kind of constrained in that sense. But uh, taking pictures, traveling,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, so you know, in in a sense, uh, the mind is always occupied in in a good way. You know, it's mm-hmm. either uh, some kind of work, which is which is your your uh, your career-related kind of work. I'm saying, which mm-hmm. is coaching, consulting, training, uh, or it's writing. Uh, so and of course traveling and
0: uh, so so, so that, like, that yeah. So yeah, so I just want wonder how is
1: yeah. your life different from Delhi and Bangalore So because you've spent a lot of time, a lot of years in ba- Delhi and now in Bangalore, so how do you feel north and south completely to different direction? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, so I'm basically from Kerala, you know, I'm basically a South Indian, uh, but I, I was born and raised in Delhi, so I lived for over four decades in Delhi uh, and then I came to Bangalore about uh, say 18 years back,
2: uh,
1: 18 years ago I'm saying, um, so I love Delhi, you know. I love Delhi. I love Bangalore. Uh, so people tell me, do you miss uh, Delhi when you're in Bangalore? Do you miss Delhi? I don't. I say I don't miss, you know, because I believe that, you know, I, I've I've been there. I've extracted uh, all that I could uh, from Delhi, and for a long part of my life, uh, my career, you know, when I was with, uh, you know, my corporate career, I used to travel to Delhi uh, 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 on work uh, every month. I would I would be there, and I would always try to combine a weekend. You know, I would go and meet my old friends and acquaintances and all that. So that connection always is there. When I came to Bangalore, uh, you know, it's it's like uh, in some form homecoming uh, because I'm very close to Kerala. Uh, so I'm just uh, so I keep driving down to Kerala, uh, of course, the pre-COVID times. Mm.
2: Um,
1: so I'm enjoying the best of both worlds. Uh, uh, from Delhi, I, I I can you know I can speak Hindi. I can speak Punjabi also uh, on the Delhi side. Uh, I've not picked up Kannada. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I can speak Tamil and I can speak Malayana,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, so I'm, I'm enjoying the both, best of both worlds. Um, I love, I love Delhi. I love Bangalore. So I, I tell people that, you know, when, when uh, the Delhi folks meet me, you know, they kind of, they kind of feel disappointed when I say that I love Bangalore. So I, I tell them that, you know, you don't have to hate some place to love something else. You know, yeah. Yeah, you know I can love Delhi as well as I can love Bangalore. It doesn't have to be that, you know, if I have to love Delhi, I have to hate Bangalore. I have to have to love Bangalore, I have to hate Delhi. So I, I, in both places, I, I, I have my, you know, connections and my networks. I enjoy being in these places.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So so that's what I do.
0: So the name of the yeah. show is Kapi Poha. So Kapi is coming from Bangalore and Poha is coming from Mumbai. That's the love for the <laughs>
2: yeah, 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 yeah.
0: So yeah, now the last question, we're coming to an end of our session. So we want to know yeah. your message to the youngsters basically.
1: Right. So I would... Um, Message to the youngsters, I would always say, uh, be a curious learner. Mm -hmm. There's so much happening in this world. Um, Mm -hmm. So much is happening, you know, um, on a daily basis, hourly basis, I'm saying. So be a curious learner, become like a sponge. Um, uh, Never become cynical, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: never become cynical because that I see a lot. Um, It's almost uh, become like a fashion to become cynical of Mm -hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. uh so never become cynical and always remain hopeful okay. always remain hopeful you know so i i have a very strong uh sense that tomorrow is better than today
2: yeah
1: uh, and i i keep saying that the hope is just, hope is the engine of life never give it up
0: so we always yeah. say the best is yet to come so whatever has
1: happened
0: Absolutely. it's happened but the future is still there so let me look for any Absolutely. comments
2: or any questions if any yeah story. yeah yeah sure sure
0: there are no questions as such so in case anybody has any questions they can DM me or reach out to Raman sir as well so it was great having you on the show and I had a great time talking to you and hope our viewers also must have enjoyed it and if have any questions do reach back to us and thanks for your time sir for coming on to the show and uh, viewers let's catch up next week with another interesting coach itself so another coach is coming next week so we are looking forward to for interaction with him as well so yeah enjoy your weekend uh, have a great time Enjoy life
1: thank whiskey. you thank you thank you for having me thank you so much bye bye yeah. it
0: was a pleasure
2: to have you here yeah okay thank
1: you bye bye